0: Welcome to Movie Maniacs, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we are back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. How are you guys doing? The month of December is upon us. I'm Mike Rags, Chuck Curry with us as well, and I hope you're listening on WoWOB 1190 and 107.5 FM or via podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts, of course, rate and review us and, and uh, subscribe so you can listen every week. We got a lot going on this week and uh, normally Chuck and I pick the categories on on what we're going to count down or talk about and discuss. But Chuck, uh, well, first of all, how you doing? Uh, welcome to the show. Chuck Curry here.
1: Thanks for letting me in, getting a uh, word in edgewise. You're yeah. welcome. Well, it's You're a very welcome.
0: important announcement that I need to make here. We are in the midst of uh, on the radio station that you listen to the show. Whoa, whoa. Of doing our annual penny pitch, which is uh, raising money for a local charity. This year, it's Gigi's Playhouse for uh, awesome. down, Sin- down Syndrome kids. And uh, a loyal listener emailed me this week and says, if you guys count down your 10 favorite romantic comedies, I will donate $1,000 to the cause Chuck, I can't think of a better reason to do the best romantic comedies in our our favorite romantic comedies than that. Oh, I got
1: to be honest. I was going to do them anyway.
0: (laughs) It's a (laughs) tremendous, uh, 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 really tremendous.
1: Thank you very much. It's awesome, awesome, awesome.
0: What amount of generosity. uh, you And and we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, And we'll talk some new movies, too, and uh, movie news and all that kind of fun stuff. And speaking of new movies, last week, uh, Chuck got a chance to see Ghostbusters, Afterlife, and uh, I, I I just just saw it uh, myself. Chuck was really lukewarm on it um, a week ago. If you want to listen to that review, he's it starts off the show last week. Chuck, I'm going to concede a lot of facts to you. There's no doubt about it. This movie has some pacing problems, has some logic problems, too. How a small town would not know there's a buried tomb underneath the town where all you need to do is go on an elevator shaft and and go visit it irregardless, it has some bizarre cameos from J.K. Simmons and and Olivia Wilde, um, but it has some great cameos as well, which we'll get to in a second.
1: Where's the Olivia Wilde cameo? I didn't notice.
0: She's the villain, which it also has another problem, too, because the villain, the villain all all, all over the place. The villain's confusing and all that stuff. So that's a problem as well. Yeah. But there's three things that set this movie really into a a good movie. You got to see one is the little girl is just tremendous. I, I mean, know she, she is. I get it. Fantastic. She carries the movie. And yeah. two, the homage to Harold Ramis is so sweet and warm. And and the movie's called Afterlife for a reason. I did not think I'd be crying at the end of a Ghostbuster. Oh,
1: movie you movie. got sucked in like a I got baby sucked. I,
0: I thought that was wonderful. And okay. and three, the, the the way the three Ghostbusters come back into the film, become the heroes and and, and really uh, play a major part in the last 15 minutes of the film. I don't know. I liked
1: it. It's not funny. There's not it's big not laughs. Funny. It's okay. not
0: scary. It's yeah. the special effects aren't
1: fancy. How do you like the way they use Paul Rudd? Tell me.
0: I did not. I mean, I to, to me, there's moments in the film and you forget Paul Rudd's even in the movie. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, I would say that, that, that they wasted his talents.
1: But ultimately, without giving it away, he's sort of playing the same character arc as a character from the original, exactly like beat for beat. No,
0: yeah, pretty much. Didn't uh, wear,
1: it didn't wear out. It see Here's the thing I, I, I don't want to. There's moments in this movie that are good. The there's moments in this
0: Now, wait, there's moments in the movie that are great. No, uh, there I are move, moments in this movie that are bad.
1: No, but there are moments. I a, think the payoff's
0: a, really my, good here. My Chuck. point
1: I, is, there's a foundation for this movie that should have elevated it to a much better level to me. It never elevates itself. What it ultimately does. And I agree with you, the the lead,
0: she's really really good. good. They couldn't get a better lead. No, you couldn't.
1: All right. The kids are good. The kids are good too. But ultimately they do a repeat of the first film. It is. It does. It it, it does. And I got to tell you, it wore on me. Like it, 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 it really wore on me. It deflated me. Like I, like, I didn't understand going back to the same exact well now, when well, the three Ghostbusters show up. I get it's a nice moment. I, I'm not denying that, but it just feels – and I, don't, I I said what I had to say last week. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't well, the- like it a lot. It's, it's, it's sort of a, pete- a pedestrian effort here. It's not what it should have been. It's not as bad as it could have been, not as good as it should have been. So somewhere in the middle.
0: Well, I I disagree. I think it's a little better than average. I don't know. Listen, so, it's, okay. it's not Citizen uh, stars, Kane. It's not Citizen Kane. Four. Don't get me wrong. So
1: but the reason why
0: the four. pacing doesn't yeah. work for you and it works in the first one is because you don't have Bill Murray throwing improv in most of the movie, at least making you laugh. So I will concede that there are moments in this film. Paul Rudd can't carry the movie because he just doesn't have enough to do. So that that is a problem. But yeah. I, I I'm I, as a pure homage to Howell Ramos. I just couldn't. I mean, if you're looking, this is a love letter to Howell Ramos. It is a two I, hour I love is. letter.
1: I get it. it and is.
0: and and I got wrapped up in it. I really did. I thought the, I, and what they did CGI at the end, too, is like I. it's good how, how his family can watch this movie and not lose it. I don't know how. I mean, it, it is something else. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought Bill Murray, I mean, they're in it just enough. Uh, I'm sorry. I you know, I liked it. I did. Okay. Um, I'm,
1: I'm glad and, you did. I'm not. Did you stay it. for the post credit? I did everything.
0: That's it. All right. Good. So um, uh, that was funny, too. No.
1: That was that was was some good stuff, because on the screen, it says one of the it says one of the stars. Yeah. And I'm like, she she wasn't in this movie. And then she's in the scene. Yeah. yeah. And then they set up one of the Ghostbusters who becomes the most successful Ghostbusters, sort of an homage to the way he was treated. Right. As an actor, like as the, the mark, the marketing of the first one. Right. Did not include a lot of a certain actor who was a Ghostbuster, right? And he's not even in the posters on a lot. of It's like it doesn't like you think about '84, like Ernie Hudson, right? Yeah, yeah, like sort of the way they 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 discarded that fourth, fourth Ghostbuster as irrelevant in the marketing, it's sort of insulting. No,
0: uh, yeah, a that. little they bit. I mean, it, it would. Up- I'll tell you this much. It wouldn't happen in this day and age. That's for no, sure. it would
1: not. And if that fourth, fourth ghostbusters back in 84, we say John Candy, obviously that wouldn't happen.
0: No, it wouldn't. And and that's a mistake. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, but they, they tried to write it. I mean, they I did. And yeah. I think they did. Yeah. They so, acknowledged it. I uh, agree. Uh, I also got a chance to see Chuck, um, uh, King Richard on, yeah, uh, think? HBO max. And his really good performance by Will Smith and a real good movie too. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, if you if you don't know the early stages of Venus and Serena Williams' rise to fame, I think it really tells a good story. As that let me ask you a question. About, I, didn't see, I, I
1: didn't see it yet, but the story itself does it make you? How do you feel about Richard himself? How do you feel about it? is he a good well, guy? Is he is he too much? How how did they portray they, that?
0: They play him as too. They play him as really on the line of like they they kind of soften him up a little bit to be. He's just do it. It's just tough. Love It's just tough. Love. He's doing it for a reason. How did
1: you feel as a viewer?
0: I mean, I think if it was anybody but Will Smith in the lead role, and I could tell you that they watered down some of the dialogue and some of the scenes to make it a little more uh, to make him a little more, you know, tame. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that he was probably a lot rougher on her. And, they, and the, the movie does not. It shows some of it, but not a lot of it. Um he just comes across as a really loving father who's focused and determined on what he's going to do for these kids, not cool. an overbearing right. father who's, you know, living his life through them and he's going to abuse none of that. Um, I'm not the, the, uh, there's some other good performances in it as well. I, you know, it's a good, I'm seeing in the movies. I couldn't imagine seeing that in the movies. Um, I watched an HBO Max and, and uh, it's a really good performance by Will Smith. I'm not sure if it's Oscar caliber. But it's good. It's real good. Um, and, and I'd recommend it because it, it's just an interesting topic then and of itself. OK, you know? good. Just to see those kids and, and what they've come about. And one other movie I did get to see. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. If you need a Christmas movie to watch with your family, watch it this weekend.
1: That's Neil Patrick Harris. Right? Neil
0: Patrick Harris tells the story of when he was a young kid and he wanted a, a Nintendo game system back in the 80s. Um, it's got some real good laughs and a lot of heart at the end. A good performance from Steve Zahn as well, is in it. Um and the kids are really good in it. It's light, it's fluffy, but it does have a lot of heart. And everybody loves a good new Christmas movie. Eight Bit Christmas is on HBO Max as well. I would highly recommend that. Chuck. So it's All better
1: right. than Home Sweet Home Alone.
0: <laughs> it, it is you, better than did, Home Sweet did you, Alone.
1: Did you watch it yet?
0: Home sweet home alone. I watched uh, in in the background the other day when I was doing something else and just bits and pieces. Well, like of doing it. the laundry. What yeah, basically, doing? I had a lot going on in my uh, yeah. home. I was putting a tree up and all that stuff. I had it. How on How many in the shirts background. you throw in the la- in, in the washing <laughs> machine at one time? <laughs> uh, I do about a week's work of laundry. I don't think this isn't a laundry podcast. I'm not sure if anybody really cares. Um, but you bring I am, up your I care. I, I'm bring curious. up your soft uh, your your smoothie shops. So I guess I can bring up my laundry. On a movie right. podcast, I mean, we're, you we're,
1: we're early in. I haven't brought anything about what I watched on my sixty-five inch. Um,
0: well, that JTB. does beg the question: Did you watch anything new or interesting that you want to recommend? I don't think you? so. No, you don't think so.
1: No. All right. I've been so. wa- I've been watching. Uh, I've been I've been I've been shying away a little from uh, a little bit of daily viewings of uh, San Andreas. I've been watching a lot of Home and actually, right now as we as we speak, I, I'm watching uh, Home Alone Two. I, I so regret customer, that cu- I asked cu- I customers so are re- watching Home Alone 2. So I've been rotating Home Alone 2, Home Alone, a little of Fred Claus, because I like the beginning and the, end. the middle has a lot to be desired, though. Fred Claus
0: is awful, is an yeah. awful movie, um, a, a really it really bad It should movie. have been good, though. Yeah, but the, the fact that they would use real actors faces on little people and that was a total embarrassment. And then Kevin Spacey's in it too. I have a hard time watching him on screen doing anything at this point in time. Um, it should have been good. You're right with the talents that they have, but it was not fun. I hated that movie when I saw it in theater. Uh, Can
1: I bring on some movie news?
0: Yes, let's go. What do you got for us? Okay,
1: Here's some good stuff. Really good. But they did the first screening of West Side Story last week in Los Angeles, and then they lifted uh, a lot of the embargo. So reviews are starting to hit the Internet. Very positive, which is really good news. Some calling it a triumph. It's the best thing Spielberg's done done in 20 something years. Better than the original, a few people have said expands wow. on expands on the original concept. How could it be
0: better than the original?
1: Spielberg directs the hell out of this movie. The cinematography is unbelievable. Wow. Uh, good notices for um for um Rachel Ziegler as uh, Maria and Rita Moreno's getting great notices. Like I said, you're gonna you get on nomination. I I mean, you know, it, it is something so cool about somebody who was evolved in something in 1961. And you do get involved in something in 2021 and get really good notices for it. It's just a really good thing. Imagine winning. A,
0: imagine winning an Oscar twice for the same movie. <laughs> different that would, roles. That would be pretty awesome. That would be unbelievable, actually. Uh,
1: be, I, and uh, what I hear, what I hear, because I watch one review on YouTube and they talk about um, uh, um, what's his name is, Tony.
0: Uh, uh, I can never think of his name. I know he, the guy from Baby Driver, right? He right. had some legal, okay. probably had some problems. And- but
1: here's the deal: they say that he plays it completely different, like it's a different variation of what Tony was from the original film. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I listen. I always think it's a good idea to change up a little. You don't want to and, do a beat for a beat. You don't want no, to do a Van uh Van cycle oh. remake, right? You don't. So it appears he's done a lot of different things while keeping the core of what this is in the music. <laughs> The same, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So that's a good thing. I, Other and than so that,
0: Ansel Elgort is doing right. Um, right. So you think? Uh, I would think that those stories have died down a bit enough now, where that you know his.
1: Yeah, I uh, think so. I hope so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to
0: gonna matter. It. Yeah, I don't
1: want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, here, here's another one. Uh Warner Brothers and uh, director Matt Reeves, well, director Matt Riesel, has done three test screenings of the Batman, where Robert Pattinson. The running time on these test screens, two hours and 50 minutes, pretty long movie. But the buzz off these test screenings is really good, saying the acting is phenomenal. Great buzz on Paul Dano's very intense, sort of seven-ish Riddler. Uh, They say there's one scene between Pattinson's Batman and uh, and Alfred uh, that is very, extremely emotional and really great. And for the most part, people said that this movie is dark, it's gritty, it's intense. Batman doesn't kill, and he doesn't use weapons. So I'm lo- I'm looking forward to this. That's
0: interesting. Well, of course, and it's be- here's a, here's well, of course, it's going cool to be dark, though. I mean, here's right. a,
1: here's, a, here's a one other thing, which is very interesting. At the end of this test screening, now if people don't want to hear a spoiler, cover your ears for ten seconds. Uh-oh! They have an actor playing the Joker, an independent actor who's worked with Matt Reeves pops up as a Joker that will set up the sequel.
0: Interesting. They always
1: go to the Joker.
0: So no. Uh, so no, Jared Leto and no, River, uh, no Le- uh, Phoenix. So no, that Joaquin no. Phoenix, they're done no with Joaquin that. Then. Vin-
1: no. Yeah. I, I listen. They, they keep talking about doing a, a Joker sequel. It's, it's not going to happen. I don't see it happening. That right. was a one and done. And I'm fine with that because that was a great movie. I think so. I know you. I was a I was the best film of last year or the year before.
0: It was uh, it was not necessary. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but we, we disagree on that. We disagree a lot on the show. That's what it so did makes we, it so did great. We
1: talk about Sweet Home Home. Alone? What, we, what is that one?
0: Home what, Sweet one? Home Alone? Oh, OK,
1: here's my last thing. Ready? <laughs> Tell me ready so I can get going here. I'm ready. OK. Did, hey, did by it, the it? way,
0: did you watch Hawkeye yet? No, did you? Yeah, I, I watched the first couple episodes. How
1: is how is uh, how is Alan Older?
0: I (laughs) that's good. That's funny. you like that? most of our audience don't know what the hell you're talking about, but that's funny.
1: We're talking. That's a mash joke. Yeah. You like it?
0: Yeah, it's good so far.
1: Okay. Here's the deal. Okay. They did a survey, an industry survey. They, 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 uh, they surveyed 2,500 avid movie goers pre COVID 49% of them said they have no desire to ever go to a movie theater again. They also, yes they did They also said in this survey of 2,500 moviegoers post-COVID That like movies Going to movies post-COVID They said that if they did go back to the movie theater They won proof of vaccination And lower prices They're not going to get lower prices No, We know that because really the industry is going to be forced to raise prices Everybody's been forced to raise prices Did I tell you I raised the price Of a smoothie bowl?
0: Oh my god, you got some nerve man!
1: That's That's a story for a different day but I thought I'd throw that in there.
0: Well, um, my I will tell you this Omicron is thrown. And a also little... for the listener waiting. Oh, for the I'm sorry, I wasn't romantic... talking. Was I talking? Relax. I'm sure I'm sorry
1: for the very generous. I, listener I didn't realize waiting that. For, a, for, the, for the very generous listener waiting for our ten top ten romantic comedies. They're coming. Relax. All right. <laughs> OK.
0: You got something to add? How you
1: doing? Mike? I, all all doing I was going
0: to say, all I was going to say, how's how's gonna health? say my good? health is fine. Very good. Uh,
1: you're feeling good.
0: My ex-wife had COVID. So uh, oh, there's boy. that. Yeah. But she's your ex-wife. Then i yeah. Um, Just no kidding. Omicron has really I'm... put uh, punched me in the face with my AMC stock. I will tell you that AMC wow. stock has took a little hit, but so, most oh, of the so, stuff. Stock...
1: So, so people are speculating that less people will go to the movies, right? Well,
0: that's that the stinks. speculation. Yeah, I mean, We're or... into,
1: listen, West Side, the buzz now on these reviews on West Side Story. And then, and then you got one other bit of news. Advanced ticket sales for Spider-Man No Way Home are equaling Avengers Endgame. This big this is going to wow, be that's good big. interest here. There's going to be good interest here. So we're going to know a lot by the end of December. We're going to know a lot. We need it on the upside, Mike.
0: Yep. And I think, uh, well, if these two movies don't do it, I don't know what would, right? I mean, what?
1: No, they, these are the two. Listen, if Spider-Man, if that Spider-Man movie does underperforms, yeah. come on. I mean, it's yeah. not a day to day. It's in theaters in theaters. So it's in theaters. Go to theaters.
0: Uh, Chuck, I had a bit of movie news. I'm not sure if you're into it or not. I don't but...
1: know if I have time, but go ahead. I'll listen.
0: Um, Channing Tatum. Ma- Magic Mac three. Oh, Magic Mike three. Really. No uh, HBO where's Max. He been
1: la- where's he been the last five years?
0: He's HBO Max it with uh, that's What is he been surprising. like on a
1: hammock on his porch with his dog? Sparky, just you relaxing. didn't see it. What's
0: You'd it actually it? didn't see his new movie uh, preview, did you? It's called Dog. Actually, it no, comes I out in not. February. Yeah, it actually looks pretty good. He, okay. um, he co-stars with a dog, uh, a military dog. Go check <laughs> out the tra- trailer. It's actually I will. It looks like something. To, but yeah, he's going to do Magic Mike number three. You know, that was always meant to be a trilogy, I guess. Um, no, we'll get it. it. <laughs> no, um, but Steven Stom, S- Soderbergh's going to direct it again. Yeah, I saw
1: that
0: HBO Max. Uh, Magic Magic Mike's last dance. So um, I last guess dance. I get you get it. You see what they did there is, uh, you know, he, he dances. I uh, understand. Any other movie news? Any this day in the movie history? Anything like that? No. All Not right, Chuck, say. let's get to Actually, fast- I,
1: I Maybe I did. But when I was driving here over in my car, I left my notes at home.
0: OK, uh, let's uh, let's do fast five here, Chuck. We talked about his career a couple weeks ago, but Brendan Frazier uh, is celebrating a birthday today. He is 53 years old. Um, I mean, we talked. I think the mummy was what we came up with, right?
1: The mummy's his major claim to fame. I you know, he did. Um, he's he's done good work. Dudley Do-Right's not one of them, though. No, no. When he started doing that stuff, it's like, oh, like he's like turned himself into a cartoon character. Yeah, he did. But I mean, listen, the the mummy's got the mummy got him his name out there. The mummy got him big, probably big paychecks for those two sequels. You know, at one point he he actually tested for Superman. I don't. Do you remember that?
0: I don't remember that. I would. Yeah, have been, he tested for
1: that was with the Brandon Roth. The Brandon Roth. He
0: wrote, tested for whatever his name is. Yeah. Well, yeah. was
1: it at, Was it after that or? And then Henry Caval? I think it was right in that period. But he, he tested for Superman. Right. So did well, uh. So did um. What's his name? Um. Josh Hartnett. Oh that, really? That was that. Those guys tested for Superman. Yeah.
0: That would have been a lot different. That's for sure. I don't think the casting was the problem with that movie. It was uh, it just was light on action and interest for me. Uh, What about Julianne Moore, one of the best actresses around? She's fifty-one years old. I'm sorry, sixty-one years old. Holy! I have a lot of
1: respect for her. And listen, Boogie Nights is an awesome movie.
0: She's so good in that. I thought Um, she was
1: very. She did very respectable work in a very tough spot with the Silence of the Lambs sequel, Hannibal too. Yeah. That was not an easy role she was to fill, and she did a good job.
0: And catch her out like, young in her career too. In the fugitive, she's in that. She's got a quick role in that. And that
1: one scene is really good. She's it, re- I li- that's my favorite scene in the fugitive, by the way.
0: You like that scene the most?
1: Yes, I like it the most
0: um, because, because you-
1: it shows the heart of the Richard Kimball character. Right. She, you know, he's helping this kid with the X-ray, and she's like, "Who are you?" Uh, I like that scene. It's a good scene.
0: Uh, and she's good, and she won an Academy Award, too. I believe it was Still Alice. Is that what she won Academy yes, Award? Yeah. Or early de- or early uh, Dementia?
1: Yeah, I remember um, seeing that film in yeah. the theater.
0: Uh, here's a great great, writer, great great writer, great great writer, director, has some problems with editing his movies, but I'm a big fan of Judd Patel. Um and The King of Staten Island is a good flick. I didn't see it. Um, but uh, to me, his best movie is 40-Year-Old Virgin because it's the I closest love that movie it's the closest to two hours, but I would say the first 90 minutes of funny people is the best thing is he's ever done. And then the movie just goes totally off the rails with the Eric Banya character. And the last 40 minutes are just, what the hell was he thinking? Chuck, because but he
1: made, he basically spliced two movies into one.
0: But am I wrong though? When he, the first 40 minutes well, of that knocked movie
1: up is a really good movie. You don't like no- knocked up. Knocked
0: up is a great movie, but yeah. I just thought he got so much out of uh, two actors that are limited. Seth, Rogan and Adam Sandler, Limited.
1: Seth Rogan.
0: Go ahead. Expand on how much you like his career.
1: I know he does a lot of the same things beat for beat, but I think Seth Rogan is a good talent. No, what
0: was the last yeah, Seth Rogan? What was the last Seth Rogan movie you saw in the theaters?
1: Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, exactly.
0: That just sums up my point. <laughs> the movie sucked so bad. Oh, yeah. Neighbors, two. Oh, wait. Neighbors, two was probably the last movie you saw in the theaters with him. Maybe. How about Marissa Tomei? Happy birthday, Marissa Tomei. She's 57 years old. Of course, she won everybody's heart as Mona Lisa Vito. Chuck, back in 92, when she won the actor, uh, the Did best. Did she really win that Oscar? Actor? Or was
1: that a mistake? I, nah, that's going to be she one of the it. great. She won it. She won it. She won it. She's, She's awesome great in Go and listen, back and watch is, that movie.
0: She's fantastic. She's a pretty
1: dan- she is her variation of what they did with Anne May in this fight is really cool, man. Oh, yeah, I you do. Know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I do like that. She's very appealing in that. Um, She's very good in The King of Staten Island, too, Chuck. She plays Pete Davidson's mom. She's very, she's very good. She's
1: amazingly, you no? Know? She,
0: yeah, she has. She's had a really long career, too, that's spanned. But you go back and watch My Cons of Minnie now, and as much as Joe Pesci's yeah. great, she, it's her movie. You watch that movie. She's the funniest part of that movie. Everything about it, she does in that. It, all the laughs come from her. Um, and it, there's no wonder she won the Academy Award for that. Chuck, last but not least, an illustrious career. One of my favorite actors, the now and before um, he's 72 years old. Jeff Bridges, of course, comes from a great family. Jeff Bridges. Now, top of the head, what pops up? We can, we could have done a show on well, Jeff you know. Bridges. I talked
1: about this yesterday on the on spot I did. I, I'm I know it's not his best role, but I am partial for some reason to King Kong in '76 because it's probably the first time I saw Jeff Bridges on a movie screen, right? And the one thing I do like about that movie, and I do like that movie, is I love the score by John Barry, who did a lot of the James Bond scores. Good score, so that's yep. an awesome score. The World Trade Center stuff. Here's the thing. He was only 27 years old when he did that movie wow. but the, with the beard and the long hair. He does appear older. Right. Yeah. And I always, I still, to this day, I still, I know I'm varying on different uh, uh, sides of the coin here, but I still believe Jessica Lange was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in a movie when I watched King Kong and right. I did a revival of it like four years ago and I watched her on the big screen and I said to myself, my God, this woman is stunning. Just a beautiful woman. Um, but I mean, obviously he did true grit. You like it better than I do. But um, I love
0: how about hello, hell or high water. He's so freaking he's good, really
1: good. He listen. He's highly respected in the industry, highly respected. By all accounts, he's a really good guy. Good family man. Um, he did one of the
0: better. Great. He did one of the better John Carpenter movies, too. And he got an Academy Award nomination And a star man. He's really star good. man in that.
1: a lot of people, you know, when a lot of it's interesting you say that because when you say John Carpenter, like a lot of movies instantaneously pop in my head, that one didn't Uh But that is a really good movie. And he's really good in that film and his chemistry with Karen. Karen Allen. Karen
0: Allen is really good. And of course, I'm a nice run, too. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of uh, Arlington Road. We know that. Yeah, very good movie. Sleeper film. We both like Blown Away, although he's a little wacky. in that with his accent. He's a little
1: wacky. That movie's a little wacky. But I do like that movie. But what about him again?
0: What about him against type and Jagged Edge? That was an interesting movie, too. That was a big hit.
1: He's had a great he's had a really good career. He goes back a long way. Like I said. It is hard to believe he was only 27 years old in King Kong in 76. It, it really
0: is. It really is. And uh, even his small role in Only the Brave, which is not a great movie, but he's he's really good in it too. the firefighters movie. That it's came a good out movie. Yeah, very good movie. Um, And he's really good in it, too. Uh, it's an so-
1: interesting subject matter too. that movie. Forest it is. Fire, yes. Yeah. Firefighters. It's a really good movie.
0: Uh, all right, Chuck. uh, that's the fast five. And now we've got to earn our money, right? Uh, somebody was nice enough to I'm
1: nervous, Mike. I'm I, nervous. we
0: better come through here for ten favorite mm-hmm. romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've done a show in the past with best like love story movies and stuff like that, but fewer pure, pure romantic comedy movies. Well, I, I listen,
1: I online 100 percent pure. They have less in them. Well, I'm uh, just they, very, they better
0: be funny or they're not they, comedies. That's what I'll, uh, that's what I'll say. So if you pick the notebook. That's not you better take no, it off. Your I list. get it. Go find I another one. I didn't
1: I, I didn't pick uh, I didn't pick Love Story. OK, all
0: right. Well, no, that is the opposite of a comedy, uh-huh. to say the least. All right. Um, all right, Chuck, I'll do my 10 through six and then you comment on them. All right. Don't just scoff and and then go right into your list. You got to tell me what you think of these movies. OK,
1: yes, go ahead.
0: All right. My number 10 was a little scene movie from about 10 years ago with David Duchovny and Minnie Driver. Sweet movie that really. Um, it's really its legs are on the family around him. Carol Connor and uh, Robert Logian. It's returned to me about a heart transplant that goes into another woman and somehow they oh, find yeah, each other ju- and they fall in love. Uh, it's a real sweet movie. It's my number 10 and it has some really big laughs from from Carol Connor in that film. My number nine is Heaven Can Wait, uh, my favorite Warren Beatty movie. Um, it's just the way uh, the love story evolves with him and Julie Christie at the end of the film. Always captured my imagination. And Charles Grodin, and Diane Cannon are hysterical in that film. Um, Heaven Can Wait is a great, great movie from the uh, from the late 70s uh, that the, that Warren Beatty did with uh, Julie Christie, who I believe he was dating at the time. My number eight, maybe the funniest movie on the list, but not quite the most romantic. And that's There's Something About Mary with uh, Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz. And uh, it, I mean, you could make a top 10 list of 10 funniest moments in that movie, Chuck, including Brett Favre. Um, uh, There's something about Mary's my number eight. When Harry met Sally's my number seven. Some might think it should be a little higher. Okay, um, It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was funnier when I saw it 20 some odd, 30 some odd years ago. Um, some of it holds up, but it's really interesting to watch it now and look at Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby's love story in that film, too, as the married couple and think, oh, wow, they've had interesting careers. And for, you forget they were in it. But it's a sweet, great movie. And both of them have never been as appealing on screen. So it's got to be on the list. And my number six, probably higher on your list, but it's Pretty Woman. Um, the the star-studded turn of Julia Roberts, really. Uh, and if you want to go watch the movies that made us, that's on Netflix right now. They do a great little retrospective of Pretty Woman and the story okay. behind it. But it's a, a real good uh, flick. Obviously, it's a classic. And it's my number six. I mean, I can't tell you how funny it is. There are some laughs, That's in some it. good laughs, in it. Yes, yeah, some good laughs, but so much charm and really a romantic. Lot of charm. Yep. So yes. return to me. Heaven can wait. There's something about Mary when Harry met Sally and pretty woman thoughts.
1: Uh, it's a good list. It's it's a lot of it's very different than uh, than my list up until this point. Yes, yeah, interesting about uh, something about Mary. I, I wouldn't equate that in my mind, like, what the top of my head, as a, I don't see it as a romantic comedy. I just see it as sort of a bolder comedy, right? That does have romantic, uh, comedy,
0: uh, in it. But, like, I, yeah. I see,
1: like, Cameron D is like, she had a really good run in her career. Well, she's got big so money. charming
0: in that movie, too. She's uh,
1: really good in that movie. And, and the Folly Brothers had a great run, and now, yeah, they did. Like, well, a lot of their
0: movies easy. now are going to fall flat, right? They would never. Yeah. It's so politically incorrect. Yeah,
1: it's, it is. And I and I think and I think that's one of the reasons you don't see it. It is interesting. But good, good. Here's my well, hey, Chuck. It, I just what? think
0: of the some of the dialogue Matt Dillon has with Cameron Diaz when he's talking about the charity work he does and yeah. some of the lines he says in that movie. There's no way that script's ever no, going to get written. No, no I agree. I, agree how, I, I laughed my ass off then. Yeah. And it's still
1: funny. And but, and I, some of that stuff's the funniest because when you know it's. Yeah. And it makes you uncomfortable. It's usually the funniest. Right. Yes, exactly. Makes exactly. you laugh the hardest. That, and that's why. It's dangerous to put a little a little over comedy. Absolutely. It just, it Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. Here's Here's my 10 through six. You probably. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. My number <laughs> 10 coming to America. I just watched this the other night. It was I was going through the channels and I haven't seen it in a really long time, but it made me realize how good Eddie Murphy can be in a, in a sort of a sweet role. It's sort of a sweet role. He connects, he falls in love in this movie and this is actually probably the nicest movie Eddie Murphy has ever done.
0: And then, Am I it, wrong? yeah, did you watch the sequel at all yet? I did not. Yeah, it's kind of it's not funny and it falls flat. I, You know, I don't even think of that. But yeah, th- it's got a nice romantic story to in fact, it has a very the romance nice. in that story is better than the Arsenio Hall and all the cat. Like, that's the best part of it is is hidden wooing that woman and finally getting. getting but it, her is, a nice it number, is a nice
1: n- movie. It is a nice number. Yes. Number nine, a big mainstream, high profile movie called Tootsie. Uh, Almost made my
0: list. Here's Almost.
1: Why I really like this movie, because. The movie's funny, is funny, very funny, but it has a seriousness to, and it it almost dances in dangerous territory with the Dustin Hoffman character, his infatuation with this woman and he's dressing, uh, you know, portraying himself as an actress, he's an actor, Michael uh, Dorsey, Dorothy Michaels, but his infatuation with her and that connection with her is very sweet. I uh, almost
0: put this on my list, Chuck. The only problem I had, and it's a great, it's a classic, one of my favorite movies, is that I never bought the end. I never bought them actually falling, like her falling well, here, in love with someone thing. that was beautiful that.
1: woman, and he's Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, but right? not only that,
0: but would okay. you would a girl really someone that was going to wear drag for uh, months upon months, and then all of a sudden, I, I just never bought that. It might hey, let's across, go get a cup of coffee. It
1: might come across a little. Uh, I got to I got to take a moment to think about this. No. Yeah.
0: OK, <laughs> exactly. Number you might have second thoughts like, wait a minute. Uh, did you just not do all that other? Yeah. I... But I love the movie. I just never bought the romance part of it, I guess. Number
1: eight, uh, two of the top 80 stars. And, and really, this is her claim to her career. I put work working girl. As now it almost eight. made my list, too. I, put, I did. I put, yeah, yeah. Working good movie. girl is number eight because Melanie Griffith was a really interesting talent and they don't make one. They don't make. We talked about this a lot. They do not make movies like Working Girl anymore. This was a big hit. It deserved to be. Underdog rises to the top, gets the best of a situation connection with Harrison Ford. It's really the Mel- Melanie Griffith show. But yeah. it's a really nice movie. Nice, romantic comedy.
0: But, uh, but it didn't make my list. And again, uh, this is why we do these lists. I yeah. Again, all those things you listed the connection with Harrison Ford, yeah. like fourth in what made it great. And I get it. True, I understand a true, a true romantic like why that movie is great is because she is independent. I don't even think she ends up with Harrison Ford at okay. the end of that movie. The way my interpretation of the ending.
1: But number, se- I, number, I se- it. number, seven. it almost seven. made I, my list. Number seven. I had to put love actually because it's on my that, list. It's that higher one. that one. The, the u grant character, the uh, prime minister and the, and the secretary that this is it's so politically incorrect. Inter- a lot of the dialogue in that movie, but it's so it's just It's just so sweet. And I love that movie. I love, I love, love, actually. I love, and you, Grant, you could argue he's as good, if not the king of romantic comedy.
0: Yeah. He's awesome. For Winning a Funeral, Notting Hill. uh, And then number
1: six, I went with another big high profile movie because I do believe at the end of the day, the heart of what Jerry Maguire is, it's a romance. I think it's a romance. It's funny. It's a good sports movie. It has very funny movie. But the connection between those characters, you had me at a low. Renee Zewa, well, Zewa, Zellweger was never better in a movie. Never better in a movie than this. And yeah, I could argue this is Tom Cruise's best movie. And I think sure. I did argue that. Yeah. So number, number six, Jerry Maguire. So number 10, Coming in Amer- coming to America. Number nine, Tootsie. Number eight, Working Girl. Number seven, Love Actually. Number six, Jerry Maguire. Different than yours.
0: Yeah, different. Although I have Love Actually coming up on my list. I just did Jerry Maguire. I mean, I don't think it would fall in the comedy category. That's all. It's a lot of good, sweet, funny I moments. Uh, but uh, it's a great. I mean, it's one of the best. So let me also. ask a
1: question. If, saying that, do we have to reimburse this woman a hundred dollars of her thousand? <laughs> no. That, I mean, no. Like, uh, we got. I'm nervous we, now. She's, she's nervous. already
0: dropped the check off. So there's. Yeah, really-
1: I'm sure she's laughing right now. If you're <laughs> laughing, this is good.
0: Um. Uh, 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 yes. All right. So let's go into all our right. top five here, Chuck. All right. My number five. Nervous, my yeah. number five is an extremely funny movie, and it might be the best work Nicolas Cage has ever done. Um, and if you go back and watch it, James Kahn is actually top billing in this film, is at know the time that. he was coming off misery, so he's very popular. Yeah. And Nick Cage, you know, he was just now that, that, that
1: makes no sense whatsoever. No,
0: but honeymoon in Vegas, hysterical movie about a young man mm-hmm. who big movie it, too. The funny side of what uh, indecent proposal was supposed to be. Sarah mm-hmm. Jessica Parker, very appealing as well. But really, Vegas is the star here. The Flying Elvises and Nick Cage at his manic best here, Chuck. The way Pat Morita drives him around Hawaii and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I laugh so much in this film, Chuck. And it does have a nice, sweet ending as well. Um, but it really, this movie really became um, immortal because of the flying Elvises and that great climactic scene. But uh, really, Nick Cage is the star here. And it's so funny. And James Caan comes great. He has some good moments, too. Yeah, he but, does. It, but they make him a heel at the end, which is what has to happen. And and Nick Cage gets the girl. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And uh, boy, and again, when you look at a movie like that, and then I just watched his movie Pig last week hey, on Hulu. And I mean, it's just like what has happened to this guy, <laughs> and he keeps coming out with movies. You know, he—he he, he, I did this up
1: in movie news, but he actually got a good plum role. He's going to play Dracula in I one of the saw monster movies.
0: Ryan Renfeld. right? He's going to play yeah, Dracula. And, and, and so, uh,
1: um, Nicholas uh, uh, Holt is the star of the film. Oh,
0: good, good actor. He's
1: gonna, so, he, this is a good project. Uh, good. Listen, Nicholas Cage hasn't been in a big, stu- a good studio project. Since kick-ass uh, Big Daddy, right? That was awesome. He, I mean, he's awesome. Except think, what a weird career.
0: I think knowing, right? Might have been the last one. Now, yeah. Not, I don't even think that was a big studio though. It that made a lot of money. St-
1: but it made money. And,
0: but when was the last time he was in a romantic comedy? Right? You feel good, Moonstruck and Honeymoon in Vegas. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: he I mean, he he was really good in both of them. And yeah. uh, so that's my number five. Your number, f- number, number five. My number five
1: is pretty woman. I, I know you touched on this, but I just for people who don't know this in the audience, the original title of pretty woman was three three thousand. That was the amount of money Richard Gere gave Julia Roberts' character. The script was much darker, much grittier. Gary Marshall got a hold of it, lightened it up, became a massive hit in 1990. Made a big star of Julia Roberts. I love Richard Gere. I think the Richard Gere has yeah, he's always been a great, great lead, yeah. great romantic lead. The chemistry is really good. This movie made uh, put made uh, made good on Gary Marshall, Richard Gere, Julia Roberts. Made a ton of money for Touchstone, which is a Disney division, but. It goes to show you there are scripts floating around and it really is a director's interpretation of what to do with that script, whether they keep it dark, make it darker, or make it lighter. And Gary Marshall, who, let's be honest, and I, you know, Gary Marshall and, and he created happy days and Laverne and Shirley and he belongs in the T V Hall of Fame, but his movie work, like when he did New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day, like yeah. he, they're so they're so They're not really movies. He's got some – women's Pretty Woman is a real movie. Yeah, he did movie.
0: Runaway Brides, a good movie. He's got some yeah. movies in his in his lexicon that are really good, and then he's got these small. And he's got movies. Cannonball
1: Run three, four, and five, right? Well, that's what they. Have. That's basically what Valentine's Day in New Year's Jersey is. It's the Cannonball three, four, and five.
0: And we'd be remiss if we didn't tip our cap to Eddie Mecca, who passed away, and yeah, Gary right. Marshall now, probably the discovered the guy, the big ragu, uh, the big ragu, uh, who was first on that Happy Days and Laverna and Shirley, and all that kind of uh, stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty woman too. go back. Seriously, that Netflix uh, doc, the movie, seriously,
1: I'm not. What do you think? I'm joking
0: around here. No, I'm saying go back and watch that uh, because it goes into the the discussion of what Gary Marshall did to that film and how he went into a lot of scenes saying, ah, just do it this way. And those scenes made it and it became a and, uh. It made Jason Alexander's career, too. Let's face it. I mean, before yeah, he, I agree. You know, it's
1: interesting. There's different types of directors. There's Stanley Kubrick, who makes you do 50 to 100 takes. There's Clint Eastwood, who makes you do one. And there's some directors say, just do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. And right? that's basically what he did. And, uh, and
1: and you never know how it's going to turn out.
0: Uh, Chuck, my number four you brought up earlier was Love Actually. And again, uh, Christmas classic, not just Hugh Grant's, but I, I enjoy the young child's uh, love story in that, too. And he's trying to. With the girl, and I also like you know um, uh, Colin Firth's journey in that as well. But again, it's hard to in the woke world we live in now and how this movie plays out now, boy, there are two different worlds now, Chuck. There's a lot of storylines in this that you're like probably would have gotten cut out of this film. and including, let's face it, the prime minister um, with a very young girl. Right. Yeah. She, he, she's young in this. A lot of fat mm. jokes in that a lot. Th- a lot. Some
1: of it, some of them are, are, are like a kick in the guts fat. And, jokes, in this And then
0: way. you've got you got another guy stalking Kira Knightley, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I love you know when I remember seeing that, I thought that was sweet. But when you look at it now, it's know, it's, ve- it's
1: very it's a very strange script, but funny and great but, movie.
0: But yet when you watch it, it's intoxicating, right? You got Bill Nighley, Nighy, and uh, his story with the with his. Uh, and it's promoters. an interesting
1: movie because it rotates from it rotates from like PG to hard R.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, it's,
1: it's very much a family film, but yep. it's a very much adult. Very adult. Very nighttime. adult.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got two porn st- stand-ins falling in I love know. with each other. I mean, I know. it's a really stuff, but they somehow it turns into a Christmas classic and I watch it every year. So uh, it's my number four.
1: Good pick. My number four. I, I went with 13 going on 30 because.
0: Oh, you love that movie.
1: I, I do. And I, I love the chemistry between Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. It's very sweet. Very you like that
0: dance scene, don't you? I know Love you get it. caught up in that dance scene. I know you thriller,
1: <laughs> but it's just it's a really good movie,
0: yeah. It's sweet, she's got a lot of charm in it. Um, it's really becomes one of her, I mean, it, like it's, the, it's, it's her it's, signature role in a lot I of movies. I think ways. it is. Yeah. I think it is. A, a lot of people, look I remember
1: at, seeing 13 going on 30 in a movie theater when it came out. I said, okay, this is a pretty woman, and it yeah. wasn't quite her pretty woman, but over time. It is
0: right. Well, she had already had an alias, right? She was on TV for a, a couple of years. And um, but you're right. She's got a tremendous amount of charm. It's an interesting career she's had, um, no doubt about it. And still making Capital One commercials. So there's sure. that. Chuck, my number three. It's interesting. We just come off talking about how Ramus and the, uh, the you know, and how sweet Ghostbusters the end is. And it's an homage to him. It's a love story to him. I don't think Groundhog Day would have been as good if anybody else wrote and directed. I love Groundhog Day. I love the love story in it as well. Bill Murray, this was the perfect movie for him and his charm on a screen. And you would think a movie that started the the time loop genre that somehow they keep finding ways to make new ones. This was the first one that did it did. And you would think something well, happy, like this.
1: happy death day owes a little to this movie, oh, right? Oh happy
0: death. Day There's more than that looper. There's a lot of movies yeah. that just uh, owes it to this. And for some reason, this works. Even you would think hearing um, I got you, babe, every morning. And every 10 minutes in the movie, you're like, all right, this isn't gonna be funny. But he's learning to live the perfect day. And and you look at it that way, it's very Frank Caparash. He's yeah. so charming in this movie, Chuck. It really plays to his wheelhouse. because um, it's got some goofy moments in it, too, with the with the groundhog and Chris Elliott and stuff like that. But really, at the root of it is falling in love with Annie McDowell, and uh, I think it works. Uh P- Tony Phil. All the way here, Chuck, I love Groundhog Day. It's easily Bill Murray's best film, and it's easily the third best romantic comedy of all time.
1: It's a good pick. It's not on my top ten. Is I, I got a curveball here for my number three because I, it's, it's totally at this point politically is it, incorrect.
0: Is it Batman forever?
1: No. <laughs> it's author.
0: I, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Okay. And the reason I like author because it's just a, it's I, just a very strange love story ultimately. With two really good actors at the top of their game, and Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. She plays really well off him, and she plays really well off the character of Arthur Bach. And uh, you root for them to get together against all odds. And John Gielgud is Hobson. I mean, it's a classic movie that could yeah. not be made today. And we talked about how politically incorrect and alcoholic, you know, if you look at the poster of Arthur. <laughs> It lists three things. Drinks too much. The third thing is fondles women like you cannot put that on a poster, no, Mike. No,
0: no, no, I no, mean, no, come no. On. no,
1: Like, I mean, it's like, holy cow. But I love Arthur. I love the pairing of Liza Minnelli and, and uh, Dudley Moore. And this is it's an awesome movie.
0: It's very Number funny. Three. So you're saying her chemistry with him better than her chemistry with Burt Reynolds in Rent the Cop.
1: Uh, her chemistry with Burt Reynolds to pay might maybe. But uh, yeah, it's a lot better.
0: Uh, and you know, That's the worst I, you.
1: I know we're varying, but that is the worst toupee in My the history t- of movie. No, nope. yeah,
0: and again, his movies you can tell by the his toupee how good they're going to be. Good toupee, yeah. probably best a better movie.
1: deliverance, best toupee, longest yard. It started to wane after that.
0: Uh, worst toupee, maybe rent the cop and Malone. I know you like Malone. No, I like
1: Malone, I or, get that, and especially in the close ups or heat. Listen, high definition 4K has not been great for Burt Reynolds' toupee. I
0: just want to point that out. Well, also, too. How about Dudley Moore popping up as a romantic lead in those days? This guy's five foot nothing British, and he charming, was making though. very charming. charming. Uh, Mickey and Maud's a funny movie. You know, he, he did a lot of funny stuff um, that and you would never expect from a guy of his stature. Yeah. Uh, and he left this earth way too soon. Way too soon. I know. All right, Chuck. My number two is a little scene comedy with Ryan Reynolds. And, you know, I love this film mainly because I'm, I'm a single dad myself. Maybe uh, definitely, you
1: people, do you want to go into the next 20 minutes of your personal backstory?
0: I well, I already talked about my do you want to just keep interrupting no, me when I'm talking no, about I, the movies? I don't, but I, listen, this now, is I, not what the lady paid for, all right? Not I
1: understand, but I'm so charged up about this generosity. Yeah, I not, can't help myself.
0: The movie's called Definitely Thanks. Maybe, and it came out. Good movie, uh, yeah, it's a good really movie. good, sweet movie. Ryan Reynolds shows another side of him, he's not as sarcastic. And is he
1: goes back a long time. People don't realize his career goes back a little deck couple decades now. Sure.
0: This movie is from 2008 already, if you think about it. And a really young Abigail Breslin plays his daughter and he's telling the story. It's a about, very nice movie. I'm yeah, watching
1: it on DVD and saying, you know what? It's a sleeper. It's good. Yeah.
0: Elizabeth Banks, uh, Isler Fisher and uh, Rachel Weisz could be one of her mothers. And she's trying to figure it out and it really got a nice payoff at the end. And it's written and directed by a guy that really hasn't done much anything else. Adam Brooks. Chuck. uh, So here's a guy that never really capitalized off. uh, I mean, it didn't make a ton of money, but it has a really lot of charm. And I think it has a life on cable and people find it. I know TBS plays it a lot as well. Uh, Go find it. It's called Definitely Maybe. It's my second favorite romantic comedy. And it's completely opposite of what my number one is, the most R rated movie on my list. But uh, Chuck, Definitely Maybe is good to watch with your kids as well. So my, my, number my, my,
1: my number two is a movie on your list. It's when Harry met Sally, which to me is one of the quintessential romantic comedies. It's, it's more adult oriented. Uh, it's very adult oriented dialogue. Yep. Believable, believable dialogue, believable dialogue. And it, you have two actors at the top of their game in a, in a good time period in their career. Meg Ryan Billy Crystal, Rob Reiner directed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice ending, classic di- uh, 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 scene at the diner. Um, this is an adult. This is an adult mm-hmm. movie, adult romantic comedy that works on a very nice level.
0: And of course, Nora Ephron cashed in on this, and then started. You know, they they wrote a lot. A lot of her scripts made it to the yeah. big screen.
1: All didn't work as well. Love. No,
0: you know, Sleepless with the Seattles is okay. She became a big
1: name. I'm not the as big a fan, but it's a it was a big hit.
0: You've got Mail, okay. You know, it's got yeah. you know, it's got the leads in it, so that's going to help, right? Um, yeah. But this one is actually well written, funny, well directed, um, and, and it's got a lot of great performances around it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's what can you say about it? It's. uh Again, an unlikely leading man, right? You wouldn't think Billy mm-hmm. Crystal's going to be, you know, the the dream guy that somebody's going to want to fall in love with, but uh, it he recite it
1: dialogue with the best of them, though.
0: He does. He does. Oh, yeah. He's he very, comic timing is impec- impeccable, to say the least. All right, Chuck, my number one favorite romantic comedy of all time is a movie called About Last Night. About twenty somethings in Chicago. Very
1: interesting pick.
0: Call for in and out of love. Um, I fell in love with this movie when I was almost twenty. Uh, with Why, Jim Belushi, tell me. Jim Belushi, Rob Moore, Demi Moore, and of course Elizabeth Perkins. But the main characters here, Rob Lo, and Demi Moore, fall in love on a one night stand and then try to find how give it give just give their relationship some sort of justification because they really just did it on the first date. It's very well directed by Ed Zwick. What they and, do. What's that? What they do? What do you mean? What they do
1: on the first date? You said they did it on the first. They, they did
0: do? it on the first date, Chuck. I understand. It. Who's on first? Uh, this movie's written by Tim Kazurinsky and Denise, uh, <laughs> based on a, a, a play by David Madden, yeah. of all people. But it's got some uh, great dialogue. Jim Belushi, real funny in this movie, Chuck. It's got but some
1: I, rough language, no? A lot
0: of rough language. It's a very uh, rated R it, movie. I don't
1: know. It, it, right, I, I got to be honest with you. I remember seeing it. I, I just felt like taking a shower, and it was over. I don't know. There's nothing fr- the wrong with I, that. It, rub, it rubbed me the wrong way. I, I don't,
0: I don't know. know. I think it I think it was a realistic portrait of what 20 somethings falling in love probably go through and the time frame I that it the, was. I,
1: I'm not disagreeing. I um, just don't know if I want to see it in a movie.
0: Well, I, I did. It's raw. It's funny. I always wanted a sequel. They always talked about a sequel. It never happened. They did a very bad reboot of it. Uh, and with an all African-American cast, it. it's just not as funny. Kevin Hart's actually. In that you know, film.
1: blasphemy you, for you not having my number one on your list, blasphemy.
0: Uh, well, why don't we get right to it? Uh, go ahead, talk about Young Blood, starring Rob Lowe.
1: <laughs> it's not Kick Ass either. It's okay. not Kick
0: Ass. Oh, no. I'm sorry, is it the Is it the all female Ghostbusters? Is that uh, your number one?
1: Yeah, it was close, but it's not. <laughs> it's Notting Hill.
0: That's a great movie. It's Notting Hill
1: because I, I this is my favorite Julia Roberts movie. She plays a movie star, goes to a small town in England. Meets a bookstore owner played by you, Grant. It's a very simple boy meets girl love story. Great star power. It's charming. It's funny. It's very funny. It's edgy. And I love it. And it's my number one.
0: Wow. Yes. That's a little surprising. It's Um, a very sweet movie. You know why it's not on my list? Uh, Tell me. uh, Because that guy, Rice, Iphens, his character in that movie is so annoying. I never liked him. He's uh, he even worse good
1: field in, goals the, in the He good field could feel worse right? in that
0: film. You um, don't like him. No, no, no. He's actually going to he's in the Kingsman coming up, too. I just don't. But it's very funny. No, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Okay, thank you. And, and uh, you know, uh, Richard Curtis wrote it, who does love actually, too. So there's, a you know, two of his movies yeah. are in your list. Maybe you should live in uh, United Kingdom, Chuck. Maybe that's that's why not. Yeah, you, you should, you know, take a trip. Go ahead out there. All right, let's go. I can, leave t- my,
1: I can leave my ice cream, parlor, or my smoothie shop for a, de- a couple open days. Open one,
0: so. You know what you do? You open up an, an England. I'm going to think about it. To, to two of those shops. My I'm number 10 was returned to me. Number nine, heaven can wait. Number eight, there's something about Mary. Number seven, when Harry met, met Sally. Number six, pretty woman. Number five, honeymoon, in Vegas. Four, love, actually. Three, Groundhog Day. Two, definitely, maybe. And number one, about last night.
1: OK, my number 10 coming to America, number nine, Tootsie, number eight, Working Girl, number seven, Love Actually, number six, Jerry Maguire, number five, Pretty Woman, number four, 13, Going on Dirty, number three, Author, number two, When, ha- when Harry Met Sally, my number one, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, Boy, <laughs> oh boy, Captain Michael I wouldn't Michael be Turner.
0: surprised, people. Ca-
1: Captain Michael Turner and Monkey, what a love story. What Monkey a love story. Let me tell you, they got off the Poseidon and fell in love. She saved the diamond. They lived happily ever after. I cannot wait to see a sequel. Where I is actually, it? I actually, thought my number one is no- Notting Hill.
0: I thought the uh, romance between Jack Warden and Shirley Knight was more powerful. Yeah, for listen, me, pound listen, for pound, that one was his, more powerful. His
1: wife dies. <laughs> they connected, fall in love in the span of what, like 90 minutes <laughs> and live happily. Ever. What else can you? I mean, talk about realism. realism. I mean,
0: that, that's it. That's what it's all about. I had a
1: good time. You have a good time, Mike?
0: Yeah. And once again, I want to thank an anonymous donor for Penny Pitch. Thank you very
1: much. I just let me just say this. There's a lot of things you could do for Christmas. Yeah, I say this seriously. But the one thing you could do for Christmas that makes you feel better than you'll ever feel in your life is do something good for somebody else. It's not about getting. It's about giving. And I want to say to this woman, thank you very, very much. And let me.
0: Let me also plug saying if you want to donate to Penny Pitch, you can as well. Text Penny to four, six, eight, six, two. It's going to uh, Gigi's Playhouse in Fort Wayne. That's Penny to four, six, eight, six, two. Or you can go to WoWo.com and find all the details. You'll need to know about Gigi's as well. And once again, thank you for the donor. And once again, Chuck, we'll do this again next week.
1: Uh, Mike, always a pleasure to the listening audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever
0: you listen to podcasts.